Hey guys, before I start out here, I want to say that if you really like the content we do here, please consider giving to our Patreon. The extra money gives us a chance to buy new books to try new games on this wonderful podcast, go to cons to meet wonderful people like you, and try new projects you might enjoy. Anyway, I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Alexander Klaus, John H. Perry, Mike's Mind, Ernie Carafa, Rick Browder, Struggle Bus, Nadine Isabel, Thranduul, Fabian, and Goat Throne Covenant. Thanks for helping these old hands complete one last job. Dante, as soon as you enter, looking for the biggest guy you can find. Uh, you don't find anyone who's particularly bigger than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is equally as big. As you see uh, new, uh, in this particular uh, bar, numerous people around tables, a couple playing cards, a couple having drinks, all of them huge, all of them with scars, and what looks like some of them, some old bullet uh, holes in their chest mm-hmm. and in their arms. All of them pause and turn towards you. A bar of Danny Trejo. <laughs> a bar, it is literally a bar of Danny Trejo staring at you. From dust till you done fucked up. <laughs> exactly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable Actual Play Podcast, where we're here to play One Last Job by Grant Howard. A one-shot game where these players play characters pursue one final job. They promised they would never work together again, but they got pulled back in by me, the GM. Just when I thought I'd never play another Grant Howitt game, <laughs> he just rolls me back in. <laughs> now, this game, One Last Job, has one interesting mechanic where basically, I mean, besides the world itself, like the characters themselves are created by each other's player characters. Not only like their names and their occupations, but like important backstory elements and stuff like that. But before we do anything, we need to decide what sort of setting we're going to play in. Now, there's a list of possible settings here, and I'm going to let the players decide which one. I'm This is going to be a very difficult decision, so I'm just going to list each one, and I'm sure there's one that's just going to just going to grip you. So let's start with, we can do professional criminals. Mm-hmm. We could do cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. We could do Wild West. Mm-hmm. We could do fantasy adventure. Mm-hmm. We could do post-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Or possibly we could do investigators working against a great guy Cthulhu or cultists in service of the same. Whichever one you want to decide upon, think long and hard. I'm sure one of them will just spark something. Wild West. God damn it. <laughs> Wild West. All seriously, right, no, I've been watching a lot of westerns. Like, right, okay, cool, cool. you know, one last. I, seriously, I thought Cthulhu was a clue in, but we'll do western. Not a problem. No, because I'm not running this, so uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be asked all the questions about like. So, David, is this what a cultist would do? No, Wild West. We've all seen <laughs> westerns, and here's the thing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I love westerns, and I also love like semi tragic westerns. You mm-hmm. know, the idea like, oh, you're bad people. And you're doing one last job, and we're going to humanize you, but still, you're kind of bad people. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so Dan, how do you feel about Western? Yeah, I'm game. Sure. Let's make it happen. Okay. So, we're doing Armor. Western. I mean, Cthulhu can wait another day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. that out of the way. That does nothing but wait. <laughs> All right. With that out of the way, then, for your abilities on your character sheet, then you'll have quick, which would be used to shoot people in a straight fight, take cover, and move quickly. Mean, which you use to intimidate, fight dirty, sneak, lie, and break the law. Tough, to survive off the land, endure pain and hardship and brawl. And good, which is charm, persuade, enforce law, defend innocence, and heal. Uh, now, I see good, um, mm-hmm. but I don't see uh, bad ugly. and ugly. Yeah, that's where I thought you were going with that joke. It's nice that you tried. Uh, one, I just wasn't <laughs> yep. quick enough on oh, the draw. Okay. God damn it. You die first. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> then I can play in BCs, right? All right. Uh, so I got quick, quick, mean, tough, and good. Yes, you do. So now, without the way, we need to find out the job. Now, we can either roll random, randomly to find out what the job is or discuss it. Do you just want to roll randomly? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, okay. I do. All right, I'm going to roll on this list right here. Uh, let's see. There's a total of seven, so let's see what seven happens on this D10. Nope. Eight. Nine. <laughs> nope. Ten. It's a podcast trying to make a 
episode about crime. Okay, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Do you guys want to save a town from Black Shane and his gang of outlaw scum? Mm-hmm. We can re-roll if you want. Yeah, roll it one more time. I feel like we're getting elements of stuff we would like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's six, and that is... <laughs> okay. This one, I'm going to be honest, I'm very interested in. Hijack a train and steal the weapon shipment inside. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that a yeah. lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Wait, why is this okay. even a question? A fucking <laughs> train hijacking? Yes! Mm-hmm. Yes! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes. However, there is a problem. You're hijacking a train and stealing the weapon shipment inside. But it's not so simple. We'll have to. Let's roll. I'm going to pick roll tier two, and you're going to pick one. It's either punch our way through the seediest bar in all the West, or convince the gang to leave town with a duel at high noon. Punch our way. A duel only involves one of us. (laughs) All right. So part of the mission to get to that train, to hijack, is to punch your way through the seediest bar in all the West. All right, so that's one scene. And for that scene, that's one of your characters is going to have to do that. And I'm going to pick... Uh, actually, I'm going to... Instead of rolling, I'm going to pick from this list. Let's see. Ah, okay. I got it. Now the catastrophe. Something bad happened last time you worked together. And it's linked to the job. Define where the catastrophe happened. Then go around the table, taking turns saying one thing that happened during the catastrophe. The weapon shipment is from a so- former associate of yours. Called, uh, called Red Jack. And Red Jack, to get this equipment, screwed you guys over. That's what the catastrophe was. He screwed you over. And so basically, that's the idea of what the catastrophe is. So starting with David, what's happened during this catastrophe? One thing. Hostage died. Hostage died. And the hostage was a partner. She was in on it. Oh, okay. And Dan? Sure. Hostage was his wife, which is why he left the gang. That's what went down. He blames us. We blame him. Everyone loved her. She was the heart of the group. Oh, nice. God damn it, Dan. You give me chills. How dare Red you? Jack. How dare you? So you're in pursuit of a weapon shipment from Red, by Red Jack, who mm-hmm. was a partner with you guys until his wife died. And he blames you. I like that a lot. All right. With that out of the way. So now this part of the game is where I play El Torito, or Little Bull, who works for his father, El Toro. This is his first mission, where he gets to hire these two individuals he's heard a lot about. About a certain weapon shipment he's trying to grab. Something they're familiar with. But here's the thing. He needs someone strong and tough. Someone who, at least right now, maybe knew the rules but doesn't care for them anymore. Especially when, to get the information for about this particular uh, train... He needs to go through a few bars, or maybe one bar, one of the most dangerous bars in the West. The Gravestone. El Torito needs to grab Abadiah Stone. Abadiah Stone was a disgraced ex-sheriff who went into a life of crime. Well, until that catastrophe. I hear he wants to atone for some crime. I don't care which one. But if he can do the job... I don't mind. Where do I find Abedea Stone? Formerly Sheriff Stone is currently getting his face washed. They say that mud is cleansing in some certain European cities. It's all the rage over in Paris. Covering your face with mud letting it dry, peeling it off. It rejuvenates the skin, clears the pores. And at this very moment, Obadiah Stone is about halfway there as his face is slammed down into the muddy pool 
in a rain-soaked street alleyway behind a saloon as a cadre of men tried to drown him and then pull him out all laughing. And one leans down and says, One more time, Obadiah. You say you had five aces in a game of cards? That's a goddamn miracle. You believe in God? And brrrr. <laughs> yep. He is drowned once again. He is pulled once again, pushed once again into the, the pole. And as you're there feeling yourself almost drowned, you suddenly feel the hands release your their hold on your head. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, look around you look around and you see that the five individuals have all their hands raised up and looking down the alley you turn your head and you see uh, in front a, a smallish gentleman probably like five feet tall uh, with a, a brownish skin uh, he has a nice uh, hat on with a very very like western style like professional suit uh, standing for actually it's a bowler hat as he's stepping forward he has a small uh mustache that goes almost to the a little past his uh the uh, top of his lips and behind and he's not really intimidating what's more intimidating is the two larger gentlemen behind him one of them wielding a shotgun the other one wielding a pistol i think whatever your disagreements with my friend here you should ignore it for now no and you see the individuals look at each other and just slowly back away. <coughs> Obidia. Yes? Close enough. Uh, <laughs> Pleased to make your acquaintance. Perhaps we should have a meeting in someplace less dirty. And maybe after you clean yourself up a bit. Follow me. And I follow. Mm hmm. You head off, uh, go down a couple of houses, and you go into uh, one of the nearby hotels. You go inside, and it's one of the fancier, uh, one of the fancier hotels inside this this area. For the one would say, they wouldn't call themselves elite, but they're elite. Mm -hmm. You walk inside, you see a look from what obviously looks like a butler type with a look of disgust in his face, but then he sees uh, uh, the in individual in front of you and just. Ghost Landers out, uh, can I help you, sir? He's like, yes, uh, clean him up, please. And you see the guy, like, basically almost tug you to the side room to get cleaned up. I put up my hands up like I'm being held up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And you see, uh, basically, the gentleman come forward. He's like, please take off your clothes, clean yourself up, and uh, I guess he'll be away from your outside or something. Sure. No problem. Don't take too long. He does not like to be kept waiting. And he just rushes out. All right. And I clean up. Uh, as soon as you head outside the door, you see one of the gentlemen that originally had the shotgun. It's, it, this is a larger, also a brown-skinned gentleman, but this guy's huge. Six feet and three inches, you think, built like a brick house. And this is the Wild West, so, like, nobody's six yeah. feet. Holy crap. Exactly. So so exactly. Sam Winchester is looking at me. <laughs> exactly. Manarchy. And he, start, he walks. Manarchy, right? Yeah, of <laughs> course. Yeah, fuck the police. <laughs> yep. All right, and he goes to a side room. Uh, you, you go to a, like a, a, a medium-sized room with a few fancy chairs, a couple of books, and there's actually a fireplace. And he points and he says, Siéntate. Yep, yep. See you tomorrow too, buddy. All right, now I'll sit down. And he goes out and closes the door. And after a minute, the door opens again, and you see that same smaller gentleman. Uh, bowler hat, nice suit. He goes to another side in front of you, sits down. Obadia or Obadiah? I never, I don't know which is... Whatever you say is fine. You save my life, sir. You you tell me. <laughs> so, from a life of making quite a bit of money to a life of cheating at cards. Ah, well, I, I consider it more of a avant-garde approach to uh, Texas Hold'em, you, you see. Abadiah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need you for a job. And I hear you the best at what I need. For two reasons. Number one, you're good with your fists. 
And this job may require you to have many fists and many faces. Mm-hmm. And number two, you're familiar with the target. See, I need certain weapons. Weapons currently carried by an old friend of yours. I think he goes by... Ah, Red Jack. <laughs> so I must still have some... <coughs> some of the Lord's dirt and whiskey in my lungs. Did you say Red Jack? I did. Uh, so... Perhaps the accent is throwing me off a bit, good sir. Um, am I to understand that you wish to rub, to rob Red Jack of some weapons? Mm-hmm. You know that Red Jack loves weapons. Sp- specifically does. inflicting them on people who would otherwise try to rob him. That is true. Which is why these weapons are extra special. Because these are weapons he's not using. These are special weapons. I do not know what they are, but I want them. And you're going to get them for me. Well, I suppose my next question is, uh, at what price? Well, there's two prices. The first price, one could say, is a lot of money. Enough that you don't have to worry about cheating cards. Well, unless you lose them all in a bad bet, which might yes, happen with I, you. I, I'm very prudent with my financials, sir. Mm-hmm. The second, do you perhaps not know who I am? Even if I did, I would consider a gentleman such as yourself charmed by my feigned ignorance. So, let's pretend I don't. My mm-hmm. name is El Torito. You don't know me. But perhaps you know my mm. father, El Toro. <laughs> Can I have some water, please? Some tea? Agua, por favor. And you see, you hear, uh, you hear some glasses moving, and the door opens, and the other ge- huge gentleman, also is like 6'3", and you realize they're twins. Oh my god. Steps forward with a, with a, and in his massive hand is a tiny glass of water that he hands to you. Thank you very much. Then other, and he walks out. Yeah, yeah. Not unto you too, friend. Now, my father has assigned me this mission, and he—this is my first real chance to show my father that I am capable of running his business. You understand the pressure, you know. I want to prove myself to my father. It's family thing. Family is very important. Of course, a, f- you know? a father's respect and love is should be paramount, foremost on the mind of the child. So I want to make sure this works. And if it doesn't, and you're still somehow alive, I'll have to tell my father. And I really don't want to do that. I'll look bad, and you look very dead. From what I've heard of your father, dead would be quite a blessing. Mm-hmm. But I was telling the truth about the prize. You also know that El Toro, and by also me, make sure that if you complete the mission well, you are well paid. You know of many stories of people who have did a good job and never have to work in our life again. Sure, of course, of course, of course. Uh, and... Because you are your father's son, I'm going to venture a guess that uh, there is no ending to this conversation where I do not acquiesce to your request. You looked like a smart man, and I was right. Uh, Well, I did have my face uh, pushed down by a man's sterling boot into a bunch of uh, drain water that was... uh, also flavored with some horse dung. So, yes, right now I consider myself pretty wise. <laughs> I always heard that intelligence and wisdom are two very different things. You're very wise, perhaps, but not perhaps very intelligent. It must be a translation issue. Thank you, sir. <laughs> now, I hear there was someone else you work with that would be good for this, correct? I'm not sure of the information. It seems he is... Truly got into hiding. I have nothing on this individual. Do you know who I'm speaking of? 
Surely you're not talking about... Dante. Was that the name? Dante? Craziest horse wrangler I've ever met in my entire life. They say that... Man breaks a steed. Breaks his spirit. Dante. He showed everyone what a spirit is. He didn't just ride horses. He was the wind. Why, horses, diving, white water swimming, anything that had to do with the speed of a human body being flung against something, Dante was a master of it. Dante wasn't just a master of riding horses. He was the master of riding the wind, of speed, of danger. If there was something that would take you traveling to somewhere and you might never survive, Dante laughed at that. Word is that Dante could travel faster than the devil. The one time that Dante was ever on a locomotive, it derailed. Crashed eight cars down, boom, into the sand. Skidding and toppling over and over. Like a bunch of children roughhousing in a playground. At the end of it, seven people survived. Six that were saved. And the man that saved them. Because he weren't none troubled by the... The trouble... (laughs) That had befallen the train. Dante had never been sick in his life. He climbed from that rubble. He climbed from that destroyed locomotive. As fresh as the day is young. There are whips in this world, sir, that feel more lash and their heads spin than Dante. If you're looking for somebody who can handle speed, well, that crazy son of a bitch, the wind's been trying to catch up to him for his entire life. Then you, I guess you will have no problem finding him. Find him and complete the mission. He travels faster than the wind, sir. You understand that what I said is... Then I hope you better run faster. Okay. You will need to find out where this weapon shipment is going. I heard it might be a train. You need to find which one. And I guess you need someone fast enough to catch it. Good luck. Thank you, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as, as you're leaving, you see one of the... Uh, the huge men look at you. Adios. Hey. I like your Dios too there, compadre. Yeah. Blank stare. Equally blank, blank stare. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, where do you find Dan? Or Dan, where are you? Um, I mean, that's uh, going to have to be easy enough to, to know. There's got to be a circus in town. <laughs> it's gotta be a circus in town, and there's uh, and that circus has gotta have the, uh, the you know, the ratty old poster uh, from you know ten years ago showing uh, Dante at his prime uh, during his greatest days of being uh, you know uh, just known for uh, his his daredevil stunts. Um, uh, that was ten years ago. That was ten years ago. Uh, Dante Dante has had some adventures in that time. He's you know, he's he's taken some falls. He's he's taken some falls. Did he already say that? He might. Have. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know. There's a lot of things he doesn't know these days. But he still knows how to ride a horse. He still knows how to ride a horse. And as uh, as uh, Obadiah Stone uh, 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 might approach the. Uh, 
the stage where he is billed uh, to 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 be performing that afternoon. Uh, perhaps with not the highest of hopes uh, after having you know talked this guy up and uh, and to find him in such circumstances. Uh, but he might be in fact surprised to find that a plumper. Definitely older uh Dante uh still has it. He's uh in the in a in a large cleared area and he is literally riding two horses at once, uh you know, one foot on the back of, of the of the other of, of you know, the back of each of the horses and riding them around in a circle and uh you know just performing like tricks with the animals. Uh people are tossing apples up in the air and as he drives by he like uh, you know, breaks them open with a whip, uh, and uh, the, the you know, an impressive performance. Perhaps not the best that you, that Obadiah may have seen him perform in the past, uh, but you know, he hasn't entirely lost his edge. And uh, and as the show wraps up, and Dante uh, waves with a with a big cheesy smile to the crowd, and uh, and and rides the horses back into the into the tent. The moment he's out of sight, he's kind of slumps over, like, oh, my fucking back, I swear. Oh, I'm getting too old for this shit. Uh, and, yep, he just kind of hops off the horses, and he's putting them away. As Obadiah, because it's a small operation uh, with a lot of people wearing a lot of different hats, Obadiah is tasked with getting his horse's water. And he is wandering to the uh, to the watering hole with two pails in his hand. And as he's filling them up, he hears the strike of a match behind him lighting a cigarette. The old two-horse trick, Dante? Uh, man, I'm surprised they're even awake for this. And uh, D- Dante doesn't uh, doesn't turn around. He does uh, freeze for a moment, and there's that slight twitch as, he, as if his uh, hand was going to 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 a gun, uh, which he's not currently carrying. Uh, and then he sort of pauses. Well, all hell! Now I'm hearing ghosts. I heard they got you three years ago out west. Oh, get me is uh. Uh, it's kind of loose terminology. Shot me. Oh, yeah. But got me. Not so much. And uh, here I heard that you were, um, you know, spirited away on a boat off to merry old England. And uh, Dante t- turns around, and he's got he's uh, he's chewing on a bit of a uh, uh, straw. And he is like, yeah, yeah. Well, it turns out the uh, the weather in Merry Oldie England didn't quite agree with me, and frankly, neither did the ex-wife. Ooh, you know would it help if I said I never liked her? I mean, fair. I never liked her either. <laughs> Kind of the problem with the marriage, actually. Yeah, well, you know what they say about marriage. Avoid it like the fucking plague, right? <laughs> well, I mean, to that point, I guess marriage in the military, you know, better you than me. <laughs> what the hell brings you around these parts? Well, if you think I'm here to settle a score about that gin rummy game, you're wrong. I have let bygones be bygones and bury that Good, because I won that thing fair and square. You son of a bitch, you did not. <laughs> God right, damn so it. What are the combat mechanics of this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely. This movie ends right now. <laughs> no, I draw a fucking gun and I point it at Dante. And Dante, I think, draws a gun and points it at me. Oh yeah! And as, as, you, as you do that, the loud noises and the tension you hear a bunch of the horses around you start to neigh in panic. You know they're on my side, right? You know that this bullet's only got one velocity. It don't matter which side those horses are on. True, true. So why did you come here? Well, Dante... Aside from reigniting our gentlemanly 
discussion about who won a gin rummy game. I'm here about a job. Well, hell, I got a job. Just did it. Itching to go home. A clown could do this job, Dante. Please. In fact, I've seen a chimp do this job. Wait, last time I checked, you trained that chimp. What happened to the chimp? Chip's making more than I'll ever make, frankly. Son of a bitch, Dante, that's why I'm here. It's not right. Chimps will not inherit the earth. They should not inherit our jobs. You see up uh, up in a, on the top part of the tent, you see a chimp staring down, waiting patiently for his time. <laughs> his, his day will come. That, that, is, that day is not today. Listen, Dante, uh, I think that the reason you're here standing, unbeknownst to you, at the barrel of a very loaded gun, because it is loaded, and I will kill you for that gin rummy game, so help me. But, as it stands right now, I believe that your gun is loaded too. Because I believe that you know that this ain't a life. And if you even have a little bit of a chance to aspire to the thing that you used to have, a real living, you're willing to kill for it. Or at least just for the memory of it. That's why I'm here, Dante. Not to drudge up old memories, you gin Remy. You gin rummy cheating son of a bitch. But because we can make a new life for ourselves by being what we're good at. I uh <clears throat> may be acting as a signature employee of one Torito. You're, you're telling me that you're you're here. Pull me into, if you will, one last job. One last job that will that will redefine jobs for generations onward. Also, I don't know if you're aware, but. Torito's father, Padre, is, um, <clears throat> El Toro. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then he just, like, at that point, he, like, he holsters his yeah, gun. Yeah, so do I. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, hell. All right. Fine. You know what? And he kind of pops his back again with, like, an audible, like, clack. It's like, ah. Yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit anyway. Uh, and I know I can trust you. You're a lot of things. You're a liar. You're a cheat. You're a right bastard. But you won't shoot an innocent man. And I know I'm innocent. I did not cheat on that. Son of a bitch. I swear. I can prove it. <laughs> and we, <laughs> so just go out. we walk sorry, off. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you walk off. So next part is the planning stage before we go to the action scene. So basically, I want you to discuss what you guys are planning to do. What is the first part of this mission? Remember, the main point is to get to a weapon shipment in a train. So first, you need information. Where are you getting your information? Oh, wait, no. I already established that previously. I forgot. You need to go to the, the rowdiest uh, tavern mm -hmm. in the West, Gravestone, okay. to get information about this weapon shipment. What's the plan? So it's us basically unsaddling from our horses and then, you know, looping them over uh, a post across the street from. No, it, the gravestone isn't a kind of place that would have a front to the street, right? You have to go down an alleyway and then it's a bunch of like, you know, piano music and screaming and it's an unmarked door in the side of a building that was a dentist's office that, you know, 
possibly still is in the front, but not in the side. And it's just a, uh, it's a polka dot door painted black and green. And Dante and Obadiah Stone are standing across the street from this long, lonely, dark alleyway that has that one, that one door in it. All right. Dante. Mm-hmm. So I got good news and I got bad news. All right. Give me the new one, good one first. Well, good news is this is definitely where we need to get the information concerning this uh, rapid illegal voyage of ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that works mm-hmm. out. So that was easy. Mm-hmm. That part was good. We're mm-hmm. good at that. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the bad one? Oh, yeah, shucks. Yeah. I would hope you not ask. Bad news is this just so mm-hmm. happens to be uh the gravestone. I don't mm. know if you've heard of it. Well, I mean the the bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard. What have you heard of it? I'm curious. I mean it's 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 mostly just moments of pain is what I hear. A lot. That's not so much stories. It's just, yeah, yeah. I've seen the people that come out of here. Yeah. So, as it turns out, those rumors are accurate. Mm -hmm. And the gravestone is, unfortunately, the only place where we can find this information. And that information happens to be in the back area where they hold their annual poker game. Mm. Now, I am told that the uh, administrators of this establishment do not take well to negotiations or issues of diplomacy. They find it an issue of weakness. Mm. And so, long story short, every single goddamn lead I could find on this place said the same thing. Find the biggest motherfucker there and punch him right in the dick. And then just see if you survive. Knock out enough of those goddamn podunks. And maybe you'll be able to get to the back room long enough to grab whatever you need in the safe. Word is the safe ain't even locked. They don't think anybody can even get back there. But punch enough of them goddamn cowpoke out. Maybe you don't need to. Make an impression. Kick some ass. Sit down at the table, have a drink, grab the shit and go. That's the word. No. That ain't the worst plan I ever heard. That that one was, I mean, the worst plan I've heard was from you, but this ain't it. Okay, that thing in El Toronto was not my, that, that was not entirely my doing. I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. I had bad uh, information, a, a reconnaissance, a reconnoiter, uh, a misappropriation of reconnoitering, as it were. Right, right, right. Anyway, so who's going to be doing the punching once we go in? Well, uh, I suppose we will flip for it. I'm a strong young man of youth mm-hmm. and vigor, and mm-hmm. you are trained to getting kicked in the face by a horse. Right. So, right. I mean, you know, six of one, ding, and I flip the coin. Dan, heads or tails? Uh, I'm going to call it heads. Hey, Google, flip a coin for me. It's 
Oh, it's tails. According to Wikipedia, the tail is the section at the rear end of certain types of animals. <laughs> hey, Google. <laughs> Stop. Uh, thanks. 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 Thanks, Google. That's, that's great. So you called heads, right, Ted? Yes. Oh, sorry, brother. It's tails. Jeez. I guess you're the right, one who's right. going to have to be doing and taking a lot of the punching. But uh, mm-hmm. don't worry. I'll mm-hmm. support. <sighs> and he... Uh, Takes his hands out of his pockets, and they're they're big, rough hands. I mean, this again is a man who's used to to working and and breaking with it. They look like big, strong hands. Yeah, um, he's used to working with you know with horses and animals, you know, rough rope and everything. So yeah, he's he's again he's not in his you know he's not he's far from his prime. It was that was ten years ago, but he hasn't exactly been on his ass the entire time either. And he kind of like cracks his knuckles and goes like. You know, I really should have known better than to even expect a different outcome from a coin from your pocket, by the way. He says as he just, like, walks up, kicks the door in, and uh, and steps inside looking for the largest guy whose dick he can punch. And, uh, and Obadiah Stone just winces at that insult, reaches down, and picks up a double-tailed coin and puts it into <laughs> his pocket. <laughs> and... Dante, as soon as you enter, looking for the biggest guy you can find, uh, you don't find anyone who's particularly bigger than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is equally as big. Mm-hmm. As you see uh, new, uh, in this particular uh, bar, numerous people around tables, a couple playing cards, a couple having drinks, all of them huge, all of them with scars and what looks like some of them, some old bullet uh, holes in their chest mm-hmm. and in their arms. All of them pause and turn towards you. A bar of Danny Trejo. <laughs> a bar. It is literally a bar of Danny Trejo staring at you. From dust till you done fucked up. <laughs> exactly. He's gonna step in. Wait. This is in my ex-wife's house. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, I think we can proceed to the uh, yeah. to the action and All punching right. scene. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start with you as let's find out what happens in these scenes. So first, we roll off. Right. right. Now, as I said, you can have an. Wait, this is in my ex-wife's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for this, you know, we're not gonna worry about the ability thing. We're gonna roll. So basically, mm-hmm. Dan, you start with two right after that. All right. And since Obadiah, you're the lead, the one leading the scene. You start with an extra plus one, Dante. You do not. So you, all your rules have are going to be at three, or are going to add plus one. Unless you know, we'll talk about that later. But for Dante, your all your rules, at least for now, are going to be at two. All right. Unless Dan, uh, at least actually, the first roll we're going to not worry about that right now. So let's roll off. And since the scene first start, I only have a danger pool of two right now. All right. So roll two. Just roll two. Standard. All right. Roll two dd tens. Well, that's a one and a seven. One and a seven. Wow. Okay. So, this is what happens. Good wow, bad wow, I don't know. We'll find out soon so, enough. I have not we'll read the rule book, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so you, your highest is a seven, right? Yes. You said, wait, did, did you say a one? A one and a seven. Okay, so first off, you did win the roll. Oh, that's dope. However. The bad news is. You rolled a one, which adds one to my danger pool. Ah. But you did win the roll, and the highest I rolled, you lucky SOB, mm-hmm. was a four. Yeah. It's a four, three difference. Nice. So basically, this is... Okay, so basically every scene has a completion track. Yes. Right? This first scene, because it's the first scene, only has a completion track for you two of four. Uh-huh. Since there's a difference of three, you took out three out of the four already. Yeah. So considering that, considering you only need one more in a completion track to complete this... How badass are you as you take out all these Danny Trejos? So, so yeah, the scene starts, and it, it does not look good for our quote-unquote heroes, our protagonists. At first, I mean, there's a bar full of Danny Trejos. This is not, <laughs> uh, this is not a good situation all around. Like, even the Danny Trejos, they all know, like this is this is not good. To be clear, like, in <laughs> real life, I would love to walk into a bar full of Danny. Trejos. Oh yeah, no, in real life, yeah, Danny Trejo would, would be the. No, the, no, not Danny Trejo the person. Danny Trejo as he's played on many of his. Exactly, his Danny Trejo the person. It, 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 it is. It's kind of like yeah, going to life. Yeah, a bar full of Danny Trejos. Real life Danny Trejos would be like like going to heaven and solve 
Little Puppies. It's kind of like that. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's the same feel, same vibe. Yeah. Um, the, the movie Danny Trejo, however, is 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 less cuddly, uh, <laughs> on average. Um, and he, uh, you know, they immediately converge on Dante. Ob- Obadiah is almost immediately out of lost out of sight as this this. Uh, there's this convergence of of angry, large, scarred manhood on uh, on uh, Dante, who is also, again, for a moment, uh, uh, obscured by the camera, uh, except then the camera kind of zooms in and uh, and shows his face, shows Dante's face, uh, sort of serious and stoic, uh, as he, uh, and covered in shadows as he's basically got multiple men kind of like punching and beating down on him. He's like, I should have shot him as soon as I heard him walk in the bed. He just like lifts up a couple of them off to the side, kind of showing like as he lifts up his arms, like just how how big of a man he must have been uh, once. There's still again the the shadow of of, uh, of the, uh, the just the giant of a man that he, he must, have, must have been once, uh, and just like reaches out, grabs through the heads, like boop, slams them together, and uh, goes next, and just wades into the combat. Jump cuts happen. There's like punching. He does not get out scot free. Like he he gets hit several times. Uh, but what the camera does focus is as as things start wrapping up, as people are finally starting to like stagger away from him instead of ta- stagger uh, towards him. Um, the camera does catch that that stoic expression that he had when he show when he first started has turned into more of a like, okay, I'm having fun now kind of smirk. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that so that that happens, and I'm sure uh, Obadiah gets a chance to do, hopefully do something there. Okay, so as that's happening, Obadiah, what are you doing as you're seeing this epic battle happen? Uh, Obadiah is watching from this uh, from the, from the doorway, from the single doorway that leads out into the alleyway, and uh, has scooted in as the fight started and ordered a drink at the bar, and while the the fight is happening. Uh, Dante lifts up his massive forearm behind him and smacks like backhands a man who staggers backwards and Obadiah quickly finishes his beer and then takes the bottle and over the guy who staggers into him and then puts it down like, I earned my money. Uh, Another one, please, (laughs) Bob. And that's what he's doing. Okay, let's roll. All right. So what am I rolling? Uh, since you're not modifying any abilities, it's two. Well, no, but doesn't you get an automatic pl- uh, plus oh, right. one? No, you get because... a plus one, so I have three for you. Yeah, because yep. you're leading the scene, right? Yep, you're leading the scene. Oh, shit. Okay, well. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a one, so. Okay, one to my danger pool. And an eight and a nine. Nice. We have a, a nine. nine. Wow, okay. We can, uh, oh, let's... No, no, I believe yeah, you. Yeah, but I, I like, you. Just, I like technology. <laughs> you roll. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. There is an option for me where I can add an element to the scene. Like um, like or basically, mercury or platinum or something okay. along those lines, yeah. <laughs> uh, where basically I added something that allows me as a GM to re-roll my roll. To see if I get a 9 or a 10, hopefully, on this die roll. We'll see. So... Uh, as you're there getting ready, uh, as you're there uh, getting your mm-hmm. drink, you look at the bartender, uh, uh, a relatively tall, uh, his, looks like Hispanic woman with dark hair. As you go for the drink, you see a gun placed right in front of your face. I think you tell your friend to stop. And I'm going to use that element to re-roll. Let's see, actually, let me check if there's one more thing I could do. One second. I want to check the rules. <laughs> oh, you could uh, end the Zoom call and make it so none of this. <laughs> All right, there's not much I can do, guys. You guys rolled really well in this round, so this is going to be a short scene. It's the first scene. scene. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's fair. That's fair. We'll see. We'll wait, see. Wait till we're, we're, wait till we're on the train. God damn it! God damn it! All right, so uh, yeah, you you can. That's the end of the completion track. How do you end this scene and get the information? Obadiah takes his shot of whiskey and his beer and holds up the shot glass and says, you know, the difference between you and me, darling, is that my shot is loaded 
and he drinks the gun as she looks quickly glances down at the gun and you drink uh, the gun? no i drink the shot so <laughs> drink the shot as she quickly glances at her her gun which twists her wrist a bit to to look at the the safety on the gun and in one fluid motion obadiah grabs the gun puts it into his hand shoots two rounds into the ceiling blah, blah. the fight stops and then he looks at everyone I believe, and he looks at the bartender, you should tell your friends to stop. She looks at you for a second. You hear her go, Dabiang. And you see all the Danny Trejos stop, look at you. All of them nod their heads in your direction and go back to what they were doing. Sweet Jesus, he's still alive? (laughs) How does Dante look? Uh, he, he he looks, you know, he's he looks like he's been in a bar fight with multiple Danny Trejos, uh, <laughs> but 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 somehow uh, but somehow uh, uh, emerged on top. So he's he's definitely got like you know he's got a, a bloody nose, uh, one eye's a little uh, a little puffy, uh, you know his knuckles are scraped up, his shirt is torn, uh, his hair is uh, uh, graying hair is a mess, uh, and he kind of lumbers up to the bar. Uh, and uh, plops down on it like, I'll have three of whatever he's having. All right, and she looks at you, and she has uh, one shot, well, three shots, and then she has a bottle for your wounds and places a whiskey in front of you. Man, I miss this place. Uh, <laughs> he says he uh, takes one of the shots and pours, uh, pours a bit of the whiskey on his, uh, on his knuckles. Obadiah slowly turns, so it's a front shot of both of them sitting at the bar. <laughs> And then mm-hmm. Dante says, I miss this place. And Obadiah slowly turns towards Dante. <laughs> Still a gun in his hand. And he goes ghost white. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fandible. If you liked it, then head on over to Fandible.com. We've done a lot of games, and I'm sure there's something there you'll like. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. If you find a few dollars burning a hole in your pocket, then you can go to Patreon forward slash Fandible and become a member. You get early releases and access to special Discord chats, and we get to keep the lights on. Finally, please give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's super helpful, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.